Hello and welcome back to the Bird's Eye View podcast. We are here on Monday, September 11th, before the series of the season for the Toronto Blue Jays. As we get started here today, I'm Zach Warden, joined by Jory Nagin Schechter and OBA Provincial Senior Champion Jake Brannon. The three of us are back on the pod together. It has been a minute. Fellas, how are we doing today? I've, I appreciate the, the shout out. Yeah, it was a big weekend last weekend. Uh, one of my most memorable baseball weekends of all time, for sure. It meant a lot. But yeah, it's 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 great to be back. And it's great that, uh yeah, our, our OBA win kind of sparked some some good Blue Jays baseball as well. So interested to to dive back into that with you guys, for sure. Good to uh, good to have all three of us back as the stretch run gets rolling. You know, it's the September call ups or something here. We're really getting we're, we're gearing up for the postseason here. Yeah, more success to the Beamsville Yellow Jackets because as they go, the Blue Jays go. And man, are the Blue Jays going to need to go this week, man. They got the the Rangers, the Red Sox, and just a huge week in terms of playoff odds. So let's kind of dive into how things have been going. Obviously, we come off the 2-1 series win over the A's, the sweep over the Royals, um, 10-5 and over the entire stretch of poor teams we'll call them the basement dwellers the cleveland guardians in there as well um you know there was some chatter before the the stretch started that they needed to go 12 and 3 or else the season was over um that is decidedly not what happened maybe not perhaps on the blue jays account but more kind of on the account of what else has happened around the league so i mean 10 and 5 at the end of that stretch obviously you get into the second wild card spot um i'll start with you jake but i mean how how do you kind of view the ten and five stretch against against these teams? Yeah, just just doing exactly what they needed to do, right? Just taking two out of three every series, no matter how bad a baseball team is, it's it's going to be hard to sweep them. So it'd be nice to just sweep every series, but that's just not realistic. They're taking two out of three against bad teams, and then they get a sweep this weekend, going in the biggest series of the season, the biggest one since the Orioles, which obviously didn't go that well. So hopefully this series goes much better. It's four games they're already up to in the wild card and if they win four games here that puts them up six and that could really solidify them for the playoffs it's it's a massive series it's going to be a playoff atmosphere at home I'm, I'm really looking forward to it it's good it's going to be awesome ball to watch opportunity yeah, to, to reignite the rivalry with with texas from the mid-2000s yeah you can't really like understate how huge this series is it's realistically probably going to side playoff fortunes obviously kind of we we're talking before the the mariners and the and the rangers will have their own kind of duel to to decide their fate but as far as the jays are concerned there's not really much in terms of of leverage you're gonna see that's bigger than this this is the series of the year and as such you're gonna have to treat it like a playoff series in, in every aspect in every regard almost fitting in the year that Jose Bautista's name goes into the level of excellence that we get a renewal of the Rangers Blue Jays rivalry. I think it's going to be a, a pretty intense series. You look at the the Rangers last week, they had the, the really big series against the Astros kind of same thing. Like people are building it up a lot and then they just go in and just lay an egg. They got beat by almost double digit runs every single game. Their pitching was awful um, in terms of the two teams coming in this week. I don't know if the vibes could be more different than they are between the Blue Jays and the Rangers right now. After after the the sweep the other day, Kevin Kiermaier stealing the mic from Arden Zwelling, um, kind of giving a speech to the crowd, talking about how the team is rolling, the vibes are good in the clubhouse. 
obviously some of that does come from, you know, you go 10 and five in a, over a stretch against some really poor teams and, you know, like it gets you feeling good, but now it's, it's, it's really time to go. It's, it's a wake up call as you get to this schedule, this part of your schedule where it's only, uh, we'll call them good teams left. I, I don't know what you want to de- define the Red Sox and the Yankees right now, but uh, teams that have the potential to, to play spoiler for you. So for you guys, kind of seeing the the vibe shift in the Blue Jays clubhouse right now, how real do you think that is? And do you think that's something that they can bring into this series? No, no, of course it's of course it's real, right? I mean, you win ball games and you're gonna feel better, right? I feel like we spent the entire season kind of talking about how the vibe feels off with the Blue Jays. This might be the first time we've ever hit the record button and been like, wow, things feel kind of good exactly. right now. Yeah. This is this is not terrible. Uh, and I mean, you can thank guys like Kevin Kiermeyer. I mean, a big series for him. I mean, cutting that promo was just hysterical. I mean, what more can you say? Hilarious for, for a guy that was like a villain coming into the season, arguably for all his years in Tampa, he's really endeared himself and he's going to get himself a, a nice payday in free agency, but like the vibes are, are completely different. And then with Texas, of course, you talk about their bullpen just completely imploding. And uh, I, I feel like there's an even stronger word than imploding you need. It's been just horrendous. Uh, and they've, they've stopped really cashing guys in and running scoring, runners with scoring position, which the Jays have all of a sudden, you know, the the clutch gene has suddenly kicked in. And maybe it's Davis Schneider. Maybe it's, you know, Vladdy Jr.'s feeling better because he had a little hit streak, although he still is what he is. I don't know. Things are better in Blue Jays land which is, I mean, all you can ask for going to this series, but, you know, momentum is only as, is only as like real as, as today's starting pitcher. So they're going to have to take that, you know, run against these crummy teams and convert it into wins against a much better realistically team in the Rangers. Yeah. I, I think that's a great point you put, put up there. It's, it's, it's been very few times this year that we've hit the record button and just been like super excited. Like everything's going well. And that's, that's kind of what it is now. And it's at the perfect time. Texas is, obviously not playing really good baseball, but there's, there's still a good team on paper. It's going to be a tough series, but you have to like the Jays chances for sure. Just they have the track record against Texas. They're performing a similar type choke to what they did back in 2015. That that was one of the craziest chokes ever, just making three errors in an inning. And now they, they had a playoff spot locked up. I was picking them to win the AL and now they might not make the playoffs. So yeah, you got, you got to like the Jays chances. It's, it's, it's still going to be tough, but they're on the upswing and, and yeah, Texas is on the downswing. And like, there's still a, I mean, you can't say they're a better team than the Blue Jays, but you look at like run differential, which has, has its own limitations and stuff like that, but they still have a, you know, plus one twenty one thirty whatever crazy high run differentials amongst the best in the league. So like, it's really been a case of them, just the luck drying up for them compounded with, anything that is within their control kind of crumbling at the seams right now. You talked about the injuries as well, you know, guys like Josh Jung, we talked about, he's out now. So like everything is kind of going wrong for them in the same way that the blue Jays, a lot of things are going right right now. Yeah. I'm interested to see in the series because like Texas, Texas's pitching has been so bad, whether it be their starters or their bullpen. I mean, you kind of look at their rotation over the last two weeks has a 6.70 RA their bullpen over the last two weeks has a 5.92 and for the Blue Jays, like, I mean, a lot of their offensive success recently has been kind of later in games, taking advantage of some of these bad bullpens, you know, taking advantage of the Royals bullpen, the A's bullpen, the Rockies bullpen, being able to, to put up runs in bunches later in games. So 
I'm interested to see how the Blue Jays get off to 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 the beginning of games against this Rangers rotation, which is good. You know, Dane Dunning has has had a good season despite his <laughs> abilities. Tough to say that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that one hurts. Uh, uh, yeah, he says through clenched teeth. <laughs> yes, I am. I am not a Dane Dunning fan. Um, Max Scherzer, we all know who he is. Obviously, some injury stuff there. You know. Whatever I, you know, wouldn't be surprised if he comes out and like strikes out ten over seven innings or something like that. Um, Jordan Montgomery's solid, even though he's been bad. And Nathan Eovaldi, who is hurt right now, he'll probably work up to like 60, 65 pitches in that game, I would imagine. Um, but I'm just interested to see how the Blue Jays are able to to hit off those guys. You know, all season long the Blue Jays have been shut down by starting pitching and you know, recently kind of their, their run of success has come against the bullpen, not as much against starters. So I'm interested to see, obviously, like it lines up really nicely for them to be able to to face this Rangers bullpen, but that's struggling. But I'm really intrigued as to how they are going to match up against these starters and if they're going to be able to flip the script a little bit and score some runs early in games for a change. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, as bad as the Rangers rotation has been, a lot of the guys are due for regression as well. Like Dane Dunning's having a great season, but I, I think there's still some regression there. Montgomery, I, I like Montgomery. I think he's a good pitcher, but the, the stats say that there is some regression there as well. So yeah, as, as bad as the rotation's been, like they they it's not like they're due to pitch any better. And, and Scherzer, I mean, he's... I loved him. I've loved him for so long, but he's just ha- hasn't been the same guy this year. So it's not as scary as a ma- of a matchup. He goes into that game last time out against Verlander. You think it's just going to be a really exciting game, and he just gets absolutely shelled. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 been rough for the Rangers for sure. It's it's the time that you want to face them. Absolutely, there's no way around it. Yeah, you're you're getting them at the right time. Uh, I think that I mean. We're going to talk about it even more at length, but just the pitching matchups, I think are really going to define this series because for the Jays, you know, they, they're as their pitching goes, they go. And so far their pitching has been pretty good during this stretch, you know, of late, they've got a amongst the top, you know, ERAs in the league. And part of that is obviously, you know, elite outfield defense and, and there's external factors at play there, but you're basically, you're facing two guys that you're going to have a really tough time with almost certainly in Max Scherzer and Nathan Evaldi. Now, obviously Evaldi, like we said, probably not going to go distant, go the distance in that game. And a guy like Scherzer still kind of stumbling, not really acclimating to, to Texas as you maybe would like if you are the Rangers, but that's two games that you're going to kind of, have a kind of a toss up in terms of, you know, is it winnable? Is it not winnable? Even with Gosman on the mound against Evaldi, I guess we'll kind of see about that, but you've got two winnable games. And especially given the breakdown of how the series is going to go, you need to at the very least split because even then you wouldn't get the tiebreaker, but you're at a bare minimum. You need to split in order to, you know, keep pace with them. So you're looking at two games that are tough and you've got to kind of grab the other two. It, it, I don't know, just that that foursome, that kind of one, two, three, four that you're getting, it, it feels like it's going to be just a really, it feels like it's going to be the key to the series. Yeah, I mean, you look at Dane Dunning's start against the Blue Jays back in, I believe it was it was June. And, you know, he went, he went seven innings, only allowed two runs kind of thing, right? Like kind of a classic Blue Jays game where uh, a starter who, really isn't all that great um shuts them down so you know you, you never know what's going to happen on on a day-to-day basis obviously 
we've kind of seen Dane Dunning have a little bit of regression his last couple times out. He gave up nine runs to the Astros last week in five innings. And, you know, time before he gave up three, gave up four before that, three before that, you know, a, a little more in line with what I would personally expect from somebody like Dane Dunning. Obviously, <laughs> he's there's, beatable. He's beatable. He's, he's, but that's, he's, a, that's he's exactly beatable, it's a series but... you'll have to win. Like, it's a game in that series that you have to have circled kind of. Yeah. Obviously, all four of them are huge, but that's one in particular that you really, you know, tonight you're going to have to really go out there and, and hit them. Yeah, I mean, right now I'm just just filtering by like the last two weeks just to kind of see how, you know, the, the Blue Jays pitchers have done. And obviously it's all been very good for them based on, you know, the the stretch of success that the team has had. But are you guys concerned at all? Like, I mean, you know, you, you look at it like a guy like Chris Bassett has a 0.56 ERA over his last two starts or whatever, right? And, you know, like same thing with where Kikuchi and on all these guys are kind of low. But of course, that's against the the A's, the Royals, the Rockies, the the Nationals kind of thing. Does that concern you at all in terms of, you know, the, the level of baseball that you have to play to beat a team like Texas is a lot different from the level of baseball that you have to play to beat the Royals. And kind of for the Blue Jays finding that range of like where you know, what we've been doing is good enough to beat these teams, but is it going to be good enough to, to are we going to be able to up that in this series against the Rangers to take an intense series against, against a team that's better than these teams that you have been beating. Well, like, I mean, with Bassett, he's been exceptional the last couple of times out with him, even, you know, it could have been the Royals. It could have been the 27 Yankees. Well, maybe not the 27 Yankees, but it could have been a better team and, and he would have had success. And, and the same goes for Gosman. I mean, obviously he dealt against the, the Royals who are not a good team, but still had success in, in a pretty convincing fashion, right? You know, a guy like Ryu, he's not really striking guys out. Maybe with him, you're a little bit more kind of wishy-washy. And even to a, a certain degree, Kikuchi, although he's by and large had success, but it's kind of like the guys that have been dominant in, particularly obviously in Bass and Gosman, you know, like they aren't going to dominate in the same capacity, but the ceiling is so high in terms of what they've shown the last couple of weeks in terms of getting hot that, you know, you dock a couple points even for the Rangers, who, mind you, are not exactly like tearing the cover off the ball either. And it that doesn't concern me. It's those kind of wishy-washy guys, maybe, that I feel like you're a little bit more a little bit more conservative on in terms of what your expectations are against a better team. Yeah, I'm I'm not necessarily as scared of the Rangers as as I once used to be. Their their lineup that is. I mean, we're obviously our pitchers are pitching well against poor hitting teams, but the Rangers are, are banged up right now. They have, they have no Adolis Garcia and they have no Josh Young. It's it's, if you look at their lineup, it's, it's not super deep, but you're scared of the top few guys. You're scared of Semi and you're scared of Seager. Nathaniel Laos had a great year. Mitch Garver's played really well, but after that it's, it's Jonah Heim in the five hole. It's, it's a bunch of guys that are like solid hitters, but you're not like super scared of Evan Carter's up right now. So he's young. You don't really know what you're going to get from him. And then somebody like Josh Smith in the eighth hole, he's 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 not a great hitter. So I mean, it's 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 still a much better lineup than the Jays have been facing. But, but overall, I mean, I e even with the Jays injuries, I, I I think I think I really like our chances for sure. Like it, it would be great to have Chapman in there, but Schneider's done an unbelievable job filling out for him. It, it's going to be great to get Chapman back this week. But I mean, o overall, I'm I'm not super scared of the Rangers lineup. Even, even as bad as their pitching has been too, I'm I'm not super scared of their lineup. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, it's it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, 
if they they pitch good against bad teams, you're kind of like, ah, is it a bad team or are they good? If they pitch bad against a bad team, well, what are you doing? It's a bad team, right? It's a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of scenario. I'm curious with Gauze, or sorry, Bassett specifically. I mean, he kind of has like these these weird splits against good versus bad teams, right? Where against teams above 500, he has, you know, a 4.23 ERA. And against teams with win percentages below 500, it's a 3.14. But against those teams, he has only struck out 69 hitters in 86 innings. But against the good teams, he struck out 89 in 87 innings. So I'm I'm curious kind of like if there's an approach difference there in terms of where maybe he tries to nibble a little bit more, be a little bit more perfect against these really good teams, whereas against, you know, the the Royals of the world, the A's of the world, he's just throwing it in there and letting things fall where they may because he doesn't feel like that team can do much damage against him. Yeah, no, it's it's easier to pitch with a lot of confidence against bad teams. Just you don't have to worry about too much, right? You're like, okay, I'm, I don't have to be perfect. I can just throw the ball over the plate, and I'm confident in my team getting outs behind me. I'm confident they're not going to put the ball in the ballpark. It's it's a lot easier. It's it's a lot more stress on a pitcher when you have to face a good team, and it's it's tough to just look at the last few starts and be like, okay, this like like he's he's really good now. It's you have you have to take into account that he's facing worse teams. It's it's a mistake not to, but. Hopefully he can carry it over against the Rangers and and prove that he is truly a solid starter. It's been yeah, it's been a bit of an up and down season for Bassett, I would say. But overall, the numbers are are really good. It's probably exactly what I expected overall. But the most important thing is beating big teams, beating big teams right now. So that's that's what he has to prove. This this is like asking to be famous last words, but on the spectrum of how good Texas is, like, are they a good team right now? Because I I'm not really 100 percent sure that they are. Yeah, I'm, I'm not 100% sure either. I mean, we're talking about like like the playing better teams, like how good are the Yankees, how good are the Red Sox. I'm, I'm not sure how good Texas is either, but they they could obviously prove us really. It's, yeah, famous last words, and then they they come out and play really good baseball. But I, I still think they are a good team. I think they're a much better team with everybody healthy. But yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I don't think they're... I, I, it's, it's crazy because I, I was literally picking them to win the AL. I was really confident. I love their deadline. I love them picking up Scherzer, Chapman. I, I thought it was was all up for the Rangers. I was really excited. A, a good good young team. And yeah, just an unbelievable collapse. Nothing like I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, like like as as, a, as an offense, like it's obviously still there. Like you talked about kind of, you know, the threats, like the Seager, the Semians, the, the Lowe's. Um, overall, as a team, like last few weeks, they've been like just slightly above uh, uh, 100 WRC plus. So like still uh, an offense that can do some damage overall. But, you know, a kind of same thing for them, like coming in off a series win against the A's, right? Like how much does that rejuvenate them for this series as to where, you know, if they've lost the series to the A's, I feel like they're coming in and, and they're absolutely dead. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see what we see from Texas and kind of if they do start to right the ship or if, if it's already too late for them. It's uh, it's the battle of two teams that picked up their momentum against fraudulent, uh, fraudulent opponents. And now they're finally facing a semi a semi non fraudulent opponent, although jury's still out on uh, exactly who the Blue Jays are. So, I mean, like this is as good a test as you're going to get for both teams, really. Yeah, I think yeah, we, we talk about the Blue Jays like kind of getting gifted and it, it doesn't get more gifted than that inning that Cole Reagan's had. I, I just wanted to kind of bring that up. I, I've 
I was just watching that and I was just like, I have never seen anything like that quite in my life. Like it's Sunday night football, Sunday football. No one's really watching the Jays. And I, I just messaged my chat. I'm like, is anybody watching this game? Like you need to see what is occurring right now. Just air mails, three pitches in a row, just hands them two runs. Like that kind of sums it up right there. The Jays have been getting gifted with the Rangers being bad and the schedule being really easy. It's, it's, it's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, with the Raggins things, I didn't see it live. So like, I mean, obviously I, I read about it before I, before I hear it, but for like a dude who really hadn't been walking all that many people leading into the game for him to come out and, and do that and walk six people was like, just strange to, to really like look back and see what happened. You know, I think, I think it was Mike Petriello, you know, tweeted, he's like, there's, there's no better example of like pitchers are dominant until they're not as as that inning from from Cole Raggins. Well, yeah, like, I, I think he just got the yips. Like I think that's all that's all it was, right? That's all it boils down to. Well, he he like literally like ate I don't know what the explicit tag is with this. I don't know. He ate some serious he he fell three times. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was all three times. Definitely fell twice. Felt- uh I I was gonna blow it like an ACL or something crazy. Like he like was pretty ugly to be completely honest, but like literally never seen anything like it. it did you see the the MLB game day? It was like none of them showed up on the on the tracker. Even it was like so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, just just wild. I mean, you know, we I last week we're talking. We're like, ah, you know, we'll we'll pick the Jays to go five and one. But that Cole Reagan start is 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 a little scary and. And it was until he. They had one hit. Like they yeah. were. He, he's looked so good, and then yeah, just out of nowhere, just two walks, airmail pitches. Like yeah, just. I think it, like it, it's nice. Like you obviously want the Jays to win, but at the same time, I'm like I'm feeling for the guy. I'm like man, like I don't want to see like like I I feel for him. He's he's a that's good pitcher. I, I struggle with that sometimes too, where it's like there'll be like a really uh, a player who's like you know I like and he's a really good player and he's like doing well against the Jays. I'm like ah, uh, you know. Yeah, this kind of sucks, but it's also kind of like whenever I go to a game and it's like, you know, somebody really good is playing and they hit a home run. I'm like, oh, you know, it's yeah. it's sweet. I got to see like Albert Pujols in a home run, but it's against yeah, the you Jays see Otani a complete game and hit two bombs. You're like, yeah, hey, like that's I'm watching like arguably the greatest talent baseball's ever uh-huh. seen, but the Jays are losing. It's kind of. Yeah, it's 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 tough yeah. for sure. Man, imagine what it must be like being in the stands for like one of those Verlander like no-nos or something. It's like, ah, yeah. how do I feel? I think this? I think you absolutely, if you're in the crowd for a no-hitter, no matter where you are, no matter who you're cheering for, you drop everything and you cheer for the no-hitter. Of I agree with that. It's, yeah, I feel like to see fair. that live is just like it's once in a lifetime, right? So I think you have to cheer for it. It's it's easier to cheer for it when it's a blowout too. Like if it's a one-nothing game, that's when it gets like really tough. But if it's like seven nothing like if, obviously each year for the no hitter if, if I, you're I, in the crowd for that yankees brewers game yesterday <laughs> where they have the no hitter going into extra innings and oh uh, man that low-key probably was like like can you imagine being corbin burns how that must feel like for your team to just let you down i i'm storming into that that uh i'm storming into that clubhouse and i'm throwing stuff like it's so over yeah, that's it's unbelievable. Yeah, and, and Cole pitched great on the other side too. That actually that lost me a fantasy week if because he, he didn't get the win. I think he threw seven shutout, and then I'm just looking on the other side. I'm like, oh yeah, Corbin Burns is just no hitting them. That's that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's uh I don't I don't know what to make of the Yankees at this point because they, you know, it, it sucks that they lose Dominguez to the, the UCL tear. Yeah. Like that's that's pretty unfortunate. Um, especially the way that he started, but you know, for them to, to go from like sweeping the Astros to, to winning like six of seven 
to to playing pretty poorly against the Brewers. I think, I mean, th- they were done before that series. Like the, their playoff hopes, I, I think, were pretty well done. But, you know, like, I mean, you if they had six games left against the Jays, like if they were able to kind of turn things around, like there there, there was a chance that they could have been like the, the miracle run to, to make the playoffs at the end. There of was the a there was a very Blue Jays scenario where they they managed to let it all slip away against the Yankees. Yeah, Rangers, Rangers, like all the way back in the playoffs, but it's the Yankees that come up from behind and. Oh, God, what oh, a that, nightmare! That hurt so a, much more. Yeah, I would have been absolutely catastrophic. Anyways, let's let's look in a little bit closer to these specific games. We already did, I, I think, quite a bit on Bassett and Dunning, but you know, going going further, like the Scherzer Ryu game is is very interesting because Ryu's been very good and Scherzer has not and he's been having the forearm tightness um you know I think we talked about where we are on Ryu and in terms of like like of course there's a little bit of concern because he's still it's been better it's been better I think his last couple starts have been a lot more encouraging in terms of where he's at for you know being able to, to, to punch people out and kind of not rely so much on on his defense but where are you guys at on Ryu right now just in terms of trust level going forward with him um like would would you like to see him in a playoff game or do you think at this point he's just getting you to the finish line of the regular season giving you the most that that he can and then you're kind of saying we'll see you in in the ALDS or ALCS if we need you I don't even know if you're seeing him in the ALDS or ALCS to me he's kind of number five of five and it's kind of like because you already have your lefty in Kikuchi right so I mean, for this series in particular, the Rangers hit lefties better than they hit righties. So I don't really love him against the against the Rangers. But like, especially with this Manoa news that has come out, which smells very fishy to me, but I digress. Uh, to me, like you're you're riding him to the finish line and, you know, he's been a good soldier. And even, you know, coming back from TJ, like to me, he was done. Like, you know, uh, there was a there was probably a 50-50 chance that he was even a Blue Jay three starts after he, you know, was back. He has one or two blow-ups, and it's like, thank you for your service. We're, you know, trotting out in Francis every fifth day or something like that. So for him to to come back and be an effective part of your rotation, especially basically what amounted to an emergency situation, it's like more than you can ask for, and you're kind of probably bargaining with, kind of flaky house money if you're looking at him in any type of leverage as far as playoffs go yeah I, I think I agree overall with that assessment I like I'm ecstatic with what we've gotten out of Ryu it's a similar ERA to what he gave us in 2020 right now but the ratios are similar to 2021 when he really just fell off the ship so I you're you're ecstatic that he's given you a 2.65 ERA but yeah, it's like you're kind of playing with house money. You don't know when it's going to kind of fall off the rails. But yeah, ride the ship till the end. Maybe, maybe he makes makes the bullpen and can give us solid depth innings if we if we need it in the playoffs. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite there yet with uh, with him in a playoff, start, starting a playoff game for sure. I think there's just too many good guys on the J staff. He got he got to the magic 20% K rate though. The the magic number, you know, the, yep. the like you need to strike out a minimum 20% of your guys to like really be. I actually big. can't believe he's even at that point. Well, yeah, his, his his last four, it's almost 25%. So no to flame tower. He's, he's on no to uh, flame tower. 
He's on the rise right now. Yeah, based on that trajectory, he'll be like a 45% guy by the LCS, you know? He'll be like he'll be like Jacob DeGrom by the end of the season. <laughs> he's just he's building up. Yeah, that would be amazing. I I don't I don't even know what that would be. That would be quite shocking. Almost as shocking as the Rangers falling off. Yeah. Um in terms of like I mean uh, just kind of looking at that matchup as a whole, like Scherzer versus Ryu. <laughs> Imagine, imagine that, like 28, 2018, you're like, man, Hyunjin Ryu and Max Scherzer playing for the Rangers and Blue Jays. Um, oh, you're probably a- like, wow, those two teams must be really good at baseball, and they must both be like perennial division contenders. Well, yeah. maybe Not next year. Yeah, <laughs> it's always next year. The classic line. Um, I mean, yeah, just, just kind of looking at the start as a whole, like, do you guys, you guys have any, any preferences? I mean, I don't want to do like our picks necessarily yet. Let's, let's, let's do this. I mean, obviously, you know, Scherzer Ryu kind of interesting, but do you guys have a pitching matchup in this series that intrigues you the most out of, out of any of the, the, the four? I would say probably game four, like it's hard to not pick that, you know, Gosman versus Uvalde. Uh, more so for the Evaldi stuff because you know obviously uh, you're seeing stat lines with Evaldi and you know he gets blown up by the Astros and and goes out again and, and doesn't have that much success although it's on short rest so I'm curious what exactly his deal is because he was pretty exceptional to start the year amongst the Cy Young candidates really in terms of how successful he was to start the year and then as Evaldi does he gets hurt and comes back and it's kind of like, well, he has a setback, and is he actually fully healthy? Probably not. And they're they're hunting down a playoff spot. So would he be pitching if they were, you know, still leading the division? What's what's kind of his deal? So I'm curious to see a on you know a proper four or five days of rest, how much they maybe push him, and to see if he's just lost all of that mojo because of that soreness. I think it was it was oblique or something with like kind of side soreness if that is just completely evaporated because his velo was down and there's concerns about you know his breaking stuff not being so good and like it kind of sounded like he was busted and was probably going to need to hit the shelf for something or another potentially surgery even so i'm really curious as far as like what uvaldi has to offer yeah i mean he, he looked unbelievable to start the year he 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 was really just what exactly what they needed with Degrom going out. He just really filled that void, and he was he was a, re- a big reason why the Rangers were in the position that they were. And yeah, he kind of has that velo drop, then goes on the IL, comes back, and it's yeah he has he hasn't pitched more than three innings, so I I don't know what to make of that start. Like in my mind, it's like okay, that's that's really good for the Jays, right? We have we have Gosman, we have our best guy going against a guy that ca- can't give them innings, and they don't have a great bullpen. So and and they don't have a great bullpen and it's the end of a four game series. So they're going to be tired as well. So I, I think that's, that starts just Jays all the way in, in my opinion. Yeah. Starting Eovaldi in the, in the fourth game of a four game series at this point where he's, you know, probably not giving you that much length is I think that's just asking for trouble for Texas, you know, oh, your like bullpen's going to be so taxed. Like you, you almost have to save Martin Perez for for that game. Like you can't use him before then because you you know that you're gonna have to use him for like three or four innings in that in that yeah. last game of the series. Yeah. So if it's... they get in trouble early, like they don't want to go to Perez, like they don't want to have him to eat up innings because they know he's gonna have to eat up innings in that game. So it's it's yeah, it puts them in a really tough spot. That's a good point. I 
I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm excited for bulk uh, Aroldis Chapman to go uh, go five <laughs> innings for them, tossing like 93 instead of like 99 or whatever. You know, dials it back because he's got to stretch his arm out a little bit. I think the Jays have like hit Chapman pretty well in his career. I'm I'm pretty sure. Like I, I don't have numbers up for it, but just just like not like I just remember them always like he's he's I think he's blown a lot of saves like against the Jays. I just remember they always have hit him pretty well. So uh, good to know because I because I'm sure they'll hit him really well when he goes five innings for them in Game Four. <laughs> he's gonna have to. I mean, <laughs> so one thing, one thing that I didn't prep you guys on before is I've prepared some some lines here some over-unders for you guys to uh take on here for this four game set in terms of what we might see from from either team brandon's back and we immediately start gambling what is this (laughs) (laughs) i you know made made me think of it we got you know that one of them is of course in a role this chapman line so uh we'll start it off here so i got a role this chapman appearances at one and a half do we see him more than two times yeah i'll, gambling, I'll go over gambling man i'll go i'll got? go over 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 yeah for sure yeah i think so so we're saying so is my line a little too tame there like because they've been using him as their closer right and he's been pretty bad so i don't know you know i i, I decided to go one and a half because i feel like two means to me that the rangers are at least splitting the series i i take the under to be completely honest i don't think like I don't know if you even see him because like he's not really in their closer role at this point. They don't really have a closer because no one's been getting saves for them. And I also think that the Jays like hit lefties kind of decently. So like, I wouldn't really, like, I don't love the idea of tossing him out for, I don't know, for anything in resembling leverage. Like it kind of, it's a little, it's a little spooky having him face a, you know, like a Davis Schneider, right? Like, I don't I don't really love that if I'm the Rangers. I, I don't know one and a half. It's it's hard to say he only makes one appearance, especially in a four-game set, but like I man, I would be very, 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 very cautious with him if I was Bruce Bochi. No, in, in terms of making a line, I think I think that's a fair line. Like you, you wouldn't put it at, at two and a half. Like that's that's just too high. But I I, I don't know. I, I I think we'll see him see him twice probably, just just because they don't have a ton of bullpen depth. He's one of their better guys. I, I I think we'll see him twice. Set the uh, set the line at one point seven five, and uh, <laughs> you got to account for the appearance he makes where he doesn't record a single out and allows yeah. three hits. And he hits three guys, and yeah, exactly. Get an out. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let's move on to the next one. So over the last couple of weeks, the Rangers have had some pretty interesting offensive contributions. You know, Mitch Garver's hit seven home runs over the last two weeks. Semyon's hit five. Seager's hit seven. So I I put the three of them into to one group here. Combined home runs between Garver, Semyon, and Seager. Originally, I just wanted to do a Semyon one. You know, he's going to come back to Toronto, but we'll combine it. So, in a four-game series, I set the line at three and a half home runs between the three of them. This is one of those uh, newfangled uh, Jesse Pinkman same game parlays thing, man. I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm uh, trying to take his job here, man. He's about to be <laughs> off the commercials for yeah. Death. I know. What, what do we set the line at here? What's the line at? Three, three and a half for the four of them. Three yeah. and a half for the four of them. I'm, the I'm taking. Them. I'm taking the over, man. You're like you're basically throwing out all your gopher ball guy. I mean, obviously, Burrios is also a gopher ball guy, but like the Jays are, are huge gopher ball guys, and it's not like the dome is. You know, it's not like the dome is uh, Petco Park. Like they, uh, they're gonna give up their share of dingers. I'm not super scared of Garver, even though he's the hottest of the group. But I mean, like Simeon, I don't know. Maybe this is just, you know, 
general Toronto sports psyche, but it feels like he's obviously going to have a huge series because you could pencil that in. Uh, and I mean, Seager's been like an arguably an MVP candidate this year. I mean, I don't know if he's been the MVP given that he's missed, you know, 40, 50 games, something insane, but he's been exceptional this year. So I, I would be very, very cautious if I was pitching to him, but I would suspect that those guys are going to rake against the Blue Jays. It's, it's the rest of the team that you're going to kind of have to hold at bay. Yeah, it's, that's the bulk of their offense right there. I, I got to go over as well. It's, 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 it's boring for me to take unders sometimes. I don't know. I always, I always want to say over. It's just like, it's more fun. How know. many? But, yeah, who, who do you it, think it'd be tough most? to see Semyon not hitting a home run in the series? That's that's what I'll say. Like I, I just he's, expect him. To he's hit gonna one. take Hunjin Ryu into like the five hundred level. <laughs> who do, who do you th- you think Semyon like? It, so for them to get to four, like somebody's gonna have to hit multiple home runs in the series. So who do who do you think would be most likely to do that, Semyon? I think yeah. both of them. I I think I think they hold Garver without one. I feel like Garver's got a big hole in a swing, and I feel like you're throwing a bunch of guys at him that are kind of big loopy guys except for maybe Kikuchi so that's the guy I'd maybe be a little bit concerned about but uh like the other two guys are just like really exceptional hitters so if anyone's gonna smoke anything it's gonna be those two and I suspect like you're probably gonna be looking at a couple of a couple of dingers all right and and just just for fun you you said send me an offer to you any other pitchers that you think are are likely to give up a home run to, to either of these guys <laughs> Does uh does Chad Green count? He's been uh it's been a little tough watching. He him come he, back. he does count. There's a different reliever that I personally would pick. I just want to see. Are either... we thinking Trevor Richards? Not Trevor. Not Trevor Richards. Well, are we time. saying likely to give up on on the Blue Jays or on on the Rangers? on the Blue Jays on the Blue Jays oh, on the Blue Jays? Okay. Um, who's whose swing path are we comparing? Who's who's uh <laughs> a, a, what was it? Average distance. Average attack angle. Average, average attack, attack angle. angle. Whose average attack angle are we thinking is is ripe for exploitation? I think it's got to be Jimmy. I think Jimmy Jimmy's given oh up God. a nuke to Corey Seager. <laughs> um, all right. So so another one I had right written down here, and we can we can finish with this one before we move to picks and then get out of here. Um, so over the last week in the series against the Oakland A's and the Kansas City Royals, so six total games, the Toronto Blue Jays hit four total home runs, two of them from George Springer, one from Kevin Kiermeyer and Davis Schneider. So in this four-game series against the Texas Rangers, I have set the Toronto Blue Jays' home run total at two exactly, not a half. So you can take a push if you want. But and obviously, you know the Rangers have been giving up a lot of home runs. So so you're basically taking an immovable force versus an immovable object. What are the other unstoppable force versus an immovable <laughs> object in this scenario as to whether the Rangers? tendencies to give up home runs or the blue jays will call inability <laughs> inability to hit home runs come to come to meet this week so, so the lines at two you said yeah we'll set two yeah again i i gotta go with the over for sure on on two i, I like springer to stay hot and like he, he's a guy that tep performs in big games and these are definitely big games and 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 bow too I, I like bow to hit one too so yeah i, I like springer and bow to get one and then you know, it's a four-game series. I'm, I'm sure somebody else will get one, so I'll, I'll have to take the over on, on that one as well. I'm going to take the push just to be different, just to be just to be a problem child. I like uh, it. And it's fun to it's fun to be like I'm picking two on the nose, and then if I'm right, we come back in a week, and I'm like, guess who cooked? It's me. That's, I always that's cook, a big flex you know? right there. Yeah, you got to hold that. Over I mean, like it would be exceptionally unlikely, and we probably come back next week and don't even reference it. But if they do it <laughs> yeah, two home runs, forget. you you will be hearing me in the group chat. I. Uh... 
I, I thought that all of my lines were a little tame, but I, you know, when I, I, I'm sitting there thinking about that one, I'm like, man, they only hit four in six games against the A's and Royals. Like it's tough to put the line higher. Yeah. I don't agree. Yeah. But uh, you know, Texas has been giving up home runs like crazy. So, so maybe it'll be, you know, it'll be, it'll be like a, one of those scenarios where Tyler Heineman hits like two in the series or something. I, uh, can I, uh, can I toss in a, uh, a spur of the moment, uh, a uh, little little over under here. Of course. Are we say an over under 55% ground ball percentage from the Blue Jays this series. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty high ground ball percent. That's pretty high. <laughs> Are the Rangers pitchers? I mean, you know, you got Montgomery, big ground ball guy. Uh, you know, Dane Bl- Dunning. Vlad will, Vlad will make that up by, by himself. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who, who else the Rangers have? Eovaldi. Uh, Oh, you're thinking uh, too hard. Pers- you're thinking too hard. I, I'll, I'll go. I would go under, but you know, it 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 should be close because Montgomery and Dunning are both uh, they're ground ball guys. Yeah, ground ball guys. So Scherzer's not. Scherzer's definitely not. He's always no. He'll just strike it. Yeah, yeah. I actually did have a Dane Dunning line. Don't know if you guys want to do that. One, <laughs> of course, yeah, sure. Over Dane, under nine and a half runs. <laughs> Dane Dunning runs given up against the Blue Jays over under zero point five. <laughs> <laughs> under the only one i'm gonna go under 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 of course <laughs> under um man if he dices the blue jays twice in the same season i it's so over Get i don't know man i don't know that would that would be uh, tough to take um myself in my room i'm just not talking anymore. <laughs> oh going to commit some war crimes <laughs> all right let's let's move on to our picks now unless there's anything else we we really want to get to i mean we, we didn't touch on Bo being back but He's back, carried them to a win, you know, not really much to say there. Chapman's supposed to be back on Friday, which, you know, creates a little bit of a crunch for them, which never hurts. But uh, yeah, four game series, Texas, what do you guys got for for your picks this week? We'll start with you, Jory. I'm thinking you're probably looking at a split. I'd love to see him win a series. You know, this is a big, big series. I don't see that Scherzer start going particularly well for the Blue Jays. And uh, I think everything else is kind of a toss up, you know, maybe the Gosman start you can pencil in, but you're kind of like, I don't know how much you really can buy the Jays blowing away the Rangers, even if they haven't been that good. And even if the Blue Jays are coming in hot, right. It's just, this series has so much more magnitude. It's kind of like all bets are off and just kind of, go out there and and you got to just kind of i don't know you got to try to compete and uh to me this one seems like a split but i don't know maybe that's just a boring answer yeah it's 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 tough not to say a split for me i I, that's just what my mind's saying my heart my heart is saying three and one like it's it's just it's tough not to predict a split i like the jays in game one and then i like that that gosman start for sure like i mentioned before I, I don't like the Scherzer start. I, I think he, he he could really come out and pitch well against the Jays, despite how he hasn't been great his, his last time out, his last few times out. Um, the Montgomery-Kikuchi one's interesting for, to me. That's where I could see it going three and one. I, do, I don't really know what to make of that that start. I, th- I think that's pretty even. I think but I, I, I'm inclined to say three and one and just be optimistic, but my, my head says two and two. All right, I'll go three and one. I'm... Feeling the cool or drinking the Kool Aid a little bit on the Blue Jays vibes turning around here. Um, I think Texas's bullpen has so just been so bad, and in a four game series like that is going to be yeah. 
you know, something that's going to come up later in the series. So I think if the Blue Jays start out with with a win in game one or two, that that they would really be able to to take advantage of that and take games two and three. So I'll go, I'll go three one. I feel like, you know, maybe the, it's pretty optimistic, but I I think that that would be definitely in the range of outcomes that that could happen. I I don't I don't really see a sweep happening, and I don't think that the Jays are going to drop three. Uh, yes. A little bit of a a little bit of a nutty thing here, but is there any universe that this series goes so well for the Jays they start hunting down the Tampa Bay Rays? How many are they back? What are they? They're eight. They're seven and a half back. So like it's there's some distance, but they like, do they do, have, they do have six against them. So the the thing is that the Rays have been playing so well too, though. Like they've you know they took that series against the Mariners. And I, I think overall, like outside of the Jays, they have a, uh, a pretty easy schedule. Let me pull up my, my handy strength of schedule rankings here. Um, who do they have left? Oh, they actually have the second toughest schedule remaining in baseball. So they've got the Jays six times, the Orioles four times, the twins three times, the Red Sox twice and the angels three. Like it's not, I don't know. I mean, the Orioles yeah. Yeah. Like it's probably like it's unlikely for a reason, but you know, you win a couple games against some crap baseball teams and all of a sudden you're like, hmm, those have a big raise. You never know. <laughs> do you, do you guys, I mean, do you guys have a preference between, between the Rays and the twins? I know obviously this is like way down the road stuff based on where we're at right now, but it, you know, it seems like it's likely that either you're going to Tropicana field or you're going to target field. For, for for a playoff round if you're able to kind of sustain where you're at if if i say what i want i'll get in trouble so because <laughs> i would very much prefer that the blue jays maybe cool down a little bit and try to line up uh try to line things up at not the house of horrors yeah it's, it's tough to ever no, no matter how the rays look on paper it's tough to ever say i want to play them in a playoff series that's just that's just how it goes unfortunately I'm 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 putting my foot down on the I'd rather Tampa Bay than Minnesota. I, I don't know, man. I, like people from Toronto, you know, they have a tendency for this. We want Florida chant and anything in Florida. All right, just, all right. Florida is just the land of lawless nonsense. I mean, I mean, we've we've done this talk already. I mean, Joe Ryan has been pretty bad, so like, yeah, whatever, that's, but... that's that's the thing that like I I was kind of like with you, but then Ryan's been been so bad that it kind of yeah. brings me off it. Yeah. Do you but... see pa- Pablo Lopez's start yesterday? I didn't know what was, he, what was the line. I think he was eight scoreless with like 14 yeah. punchies or something. I've always really liked Pablo Lopez. He's, 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 a, he's like the changeup. He's, he's such a good pitcher. They've been, they've been super hot recently. The twins, like they've been, they've been playing some good ball the past little while. Yeah. No, there's, uh, I mean, they're, they're a good. Team no, easy no, 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 of course. Like they're, they're a good team and it's, you yeah. know, their, their bullpen kind of sucks. While I was in Minnesota, I saw them play the Pirates, and Sonny Gray was perfect through five, and I was like, "Oh man, I don't know if I yeah. want to see the Blue Jays do this." But uh, perfect. Very, very quickly, very quickly, we have some late breaking news. Uh, old friend alert: Josh Donaldson is yeah, back I, in the big leagues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Milwaukee Brewers legend. Stuff. Hey, yeah, exactly. Anyways, that's a good, that's a nice note to end things on. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for us here today at the Bird's Eye View podcast. Make sure you drop a follow or review wherever you get your podcast. You can follow us each on Twitter. The pod is at BEV underscore pod. Jory is at J Negative Checker. I am at Warden underscore Zach. 
and the mustachioed man jake brannon is at jake brannon underscore thanks so much for listening and we'll catch you next week